Obi-Wan Kenobi is the six-part mini-event TV series thing put out by Disney+, Plus, telling an untold story of the battle between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. But does this series have the high ground, or do we have a bad feeling about this? I'm Mike. Hello there. And this is Popscorn. And welcome, I wanted to do it as well. Uh, hello there. Let me say, it's getting more Scottish. You, you, there's a there's a call and response. General Kenobi. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Beautiful. It's it's memes. It's the power of memes. That's how we got here. It's all Star Wars is these days. Yep, sure is. Um, Blast! This is why I hate podcasting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're back, we're back. I'm still Mike, and I'm still Darren. We're and we've talking got feelings. We're, we're talking all things Kenobi and all things troubling. <laughs> yeah. Let's cast them on back to the draft episode. Yep. Um, you took this as your number one TV oh, pick. We were pretty solid about this, weren't we? I was very annoyed that I couldn't have it as my number you one. You sure pick. were. Um, so that showed the level of hype we had going into it. It was definitely sold well. It's it was, the rematch of the century. It's the prequel's chance at redemption. Yep. To, to really put together something really fucking arty and really deep and meaningful. Yep. Um... But <laughs> what we should have seen coming, yeah, is that this series had an impossible task on its hands. It sure did, because we both know the setup and we know the ending. Yes, and we know that the set the status quo was in place at the end of episode three. That was the same status quo that's in the end sta- in place at the, the start, start of episode, episode four. four. Yeah, so literally nothing can change. Yes, <laughs> the, the the they had options. They could either ignore Darth Vader completely and just do an Obi-Wan centric, you know, series about him doing that. But I presume they thought, well, no, people want to see the rematch. People yep. are going to be wondering, much like Poochie, where's Darth Vader? Um, <laughs> where, at all times, people should be asking where he is and what cool Darth Vader thinks he's exactly. doing. Exactly. So they had an option there. They, or they could have had more, they except had that more. they'd written in. To rebels, yes, the end of more. So they had so it. like you couldn't do that. No, so there was no good option. And how were we blind to this? <sighs> we were hopeful. We should never be sad that we were hopeful that something will be good. Yeah, that's true. Which in the same way that we didn't think Top Gun Maverick was going to be good, I and mean, it fucking was. Yeah, we have an opposite thing to do, Tony. We do. I will say, I didn't hate it. I didn't come out of it going, "What a colossal like piece of shit that is." Mm. But it is a bit of a waste of time. Mm. I feel you have slightly deeper feelings. I actively dislike it. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. For many of various reasons. Uh, many and various. Oh, okay. But I will, I will give the last episode a free pass based on nostalgia and nothing else. Okay, fair enough. But it is five episodes before anything. <laughs> Good happens. It is so handcuffed. Yep. And it didn't need to be. And let's be real, that's part of the problem. The other part of the problem is the show 
really doesn't do a good job of investing you into the story that they're telling. No. Because it's it cock-teases the rematch for six straight hours and then gives it to you. And that's the reason that the show exists. The I problem is the, the bit that it replaces the Darth Vader Obi-Wan drama with doesn't fucking work. No, it didn't land. He's real dumb, kind of breaks the timeline a little bit, and is insanely stupid to the point of insult. I will say that. I mean, don't hold back, Michael. Tell us how you really feel. Like, I liked it. (laughs) It really does have an issue of like, again, we know the status quo we have to get towards. Now, that is inherent of all prequels. It is. Right? All prequels will have that issue to some point. But if you can tell an interesting story, it's fine. We all knew Anakin was going to turn into Darth Vader, but episode three worked so well because the characters work so Mm. well. We always knew what was... Well, we didn't know the exact details of what was going to happen. We still knew the destination, and it, but it still worked. And episode one works so well based on the poster. Yes. It's a hell of a poster. You can't deny that. Um, I, I, and the problem is now, they have to invent ways for that status quo to be maintained. Yes. That means logic is not so much sacrificed as it is disintegrated. Yeah. Several times in this series. And Boba Fett wasn't even there. Yeah, like this is what I'm. This is what I'm driving at. They had the Mandalorian before anything else. Of this was even pre-production or anything like that. They had the Mandalorian came out, and everyone loved the fuck out of it because it was separate from everything else. But put itself and said, "This is the state of the Empire." Yep. And here's the cool side story, and yes. they're like dropping, you know, drip feeding in those legacy characters. That's fine for effect. Mm. Perfect. That's what you want. No. Obviously, because it just stars Obi-Wan Kenobi in a very specific time period, it doesn't have as many freedoms and luxuries as Mandalorian does. Mm. But it could have had more. Because, again, all you need to do is ignore Darth Vader. Don't have him in here. Have his own series. The the comic books with Darth Vader have been going real fucking well. Mm. Do something interesting with that. You can tell two separate stories that can come out in the same year and be actors like sister series to each other. Maybe some allusions here and there to to the other characters, but no. If you do that, you can then introduce new characters, new scenarios, interesting things that we don't know where things are going. Hmm. And it can't do that no. because they just had to have Vader in the marketing. And the only new character they do introduce of any, like, um, they give any gravity to that's like a major new character... Does it really work? No. I really wanted her to. She doesn't work in the fucking slightest, and we're going to sound like those fans. We're not those fans. We are not those Sweet fans. Sweet Jesus, titty fucking Christ, those fans can fuck off and do one. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Like, episode one comes out, and everyone has to fly out there to say, right, stop the racial hate now, please. Yeah. Turns out it's only ever when it's racial, like ethnically diverse women, you seem to have the problem. No mm. one really seemed to have this problem with John Boyega, but yeah, funny that. Isn't it? Well, I mean, they did, but yeah, true. But in much smaller scales, this was a huge revolt by the quote-unquote fandom. This isn't the fandom doing this. Mm-hmm. Let's be real with you. This is in much the same way. Remember, there was a there was a weird time many years ago where it felt like there were people who were complaining about. The stuff that we enjoy not being a certain way. And now those people are saying, oh, it's the, the things that we enjoy are dreadful. All these new things coming out are shit. And as opposed to, oh, it's shit because of whether it had this, that, the other mm-hmm. in it. 
The shitheads didn't change, they just started watching different things. The people complaining about Star Wars now aren't fans of Star Wars. Clearly they're fucking not. They're straight up saying, I didn't watch this, but I'm still angry about it. Why? Fuck off. Dude, fuck off. The thing is, it's 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 not good because of the way it's written. It's not yeah. because of who's saying the lines. It's because the lines, scenarios, and stories are fucking dross. Moses Ingram can only do so much with what she's given. Yeah. And her character of Reva has an interesting setup. There's there is eh. there is stuff to till there. But <laughs> the problem is there's already been something that's done it better. Mm-hmm. The game, Fallen Order. Very good point. Okay, yeah. Yeah, literally the character that comes directly before her in the ranking, second sister, yeah. is a far more engaging version of that character. So and pull the exact same shit. True. Now we can't tell you all about the backstory because that is spoilery. But she has an interesting set. She has motives that you're not very clear on at the start, but you can kind of try and piece together over the course of this. Mm. Now. The problem is, if she was the main antagonist and had more room to breathe, it probably would have worked a lot better. Yeah. Darth Vader's not there, it probably works a lot better. It probably could have done because we'd never, you know, we hadn't seen Inquisitors knocking about no. against many legacy characters. It was no. really only Ahsoka. So that would have kind of worked. It's gone, oh, what happens when Luke Skywalker is under threat from the Inquisitors and Obi-Wan's out in the desert? Mm. There's there's your through line. It then you then have essentially, you could have just made seven samurai with lightsabers yes. on Tatooine about defending Baby Luke Skywalker. That was a series that can work perfectly fine. Yeah, you know what? You've cast Ahsoka. You could have had there if you want another legacy character to come back to. You could have done what the game did. I know I've said Vader shouldn't be in this thing. If you want to save him till right at the end of the last episode. To go and deal with whoever, you know, the Reva or whoever he's got to go deal with. That could work. They get what they want. Darth Vader's in the series. Fucking happy days. The best part of that game is when he turns up at the end and just starts fucking up the world. Yep. And your only option is to run away from the final boss yeah, of the you're game. You're not allowed to fight Vader. Uh-uh, you will not win. Um, so, and again, they had the options to do this. You McGregor, because he did get postponed not because of the pandemic but because they went back to the drawing board mm. something wasn't working for them so I now worry what that was if this was the one they were then okay with if this was better what came before yeah, yeah. because the problem was right you, you, you see you McGregor through the nostalgia goggles and I only ever think back to oh it wasn't episode 3 of the tits and it is it always will <laughs> that be. will never change it was but, then I remember, like, but you didn't really like him in episode one or two. The I acting did. performance he was giving, I was never really, I mm. thought he was a little bland. I like Obi-Wan a lot as a character. And I don't dislike Ewan McGregor here. It's not his strongest because that will always be episode three. Yeah, because he's, for the most part, a passenger. Yeah. He's just, I know he's got the, his name's on the title, but like... For the most part, he's just kind of going with the motion. He's going where the plot is taking him. He sure is here on the behest of other characters. Right? This doesn't feel like his story. No. And I feel like, again, he was in an interesting place. There, there is there is a slight gap in character between the Obi-Wan at the end of episode three and the one at the end of number four. This is a man resigned to his grief about all the terrible things that happened. He was just going to shut himself off on the desert. 
to what seems to be a pretty well-adjusted bloke at the start of episode four. Mm. So there is a character shift here, and it is the one they kind of look into in this series, but it takes a back seat so often, and it's only really in short bursts you kind of see him changing as a character. They try to use the metaphor of basically he shut himself off from the Force, and the way you see his character is getting better is that he can do more Force things. Mm. And uh, fine, great, cool. So it's almost like... You know, we had a character who had, you know, put himself, was hiding away from the world in a big robe, had shut himself off from the force. Hang on, we'd seen this before. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's ju- it, they just they just repeated a quasi version of Luke Skywalker. That is what they did here, and they somehow made it less interesting. I, I thought you were actually going to say that's the plot of Jedi Fallen Order because it is. Cal Kestis cut himself off from the Force and yeah. then had to deal with Inquisitors. So, yep. hmm. so wait, was the rewriting process they just play for an order and fuck this is good? Let's I, do this. Yeah, I thought the rewriting process would be they were going to cross over with Fallen Order because what an opportunity they had. And there was a point in this story where it could have been like, no one's ever been to Schnur. Yeah. I know. And then Cal Kestis turns up. That would have been great. That would have actually been really cool. to, to, And then you could have this intersecting thing where it's like, well, actually, we've done Schnur because that was on our journey. If you played the game, you got to do the journey. Like, that would have been fucking cool. And maybe the idea of just something being fucking cool would not have been dramatically well paced. However, I feel if you're going to do a story... Fucking add something to the story, for saying. God's sake. There's so many missed opportunities in this. Like, the other big missed opportunity... Now, this could be considered slightly spoilery, but hear me in. So, you got Hayden Christensen back. Yep. Why? <laughs> what was the hey, point? give him his due. He's improved. He's improved? Yes. But he's barely in it. Like He's barely in it. Although, can... technically... He's in it a lot. Right, so he's in the suit. He's in the suit. He's delivering the lines, but they've still got James Earl Jones back to do Darth Vader-y things. Because, oh, there's going to be a day when that runs out. Exactly. They're going to have to so, chef him. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I'm going to chef him. So, <laughs> I want to make love to the children. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're going to... They, they got him back, and I thought, okay, cool. It's going to be lots of flashbacks. Or, it's going to be Hayden Christensen in the full Darth Vader makeup. Like and we get to see him like in his floaty tub or like mm. it was established in Boba. You have vision quests when you're in the back to tank. Yep. Darth Vader's in the back to tank a lot. I thought that's how we're gonna get into it. Lots of interesting backstory stuff or him talking to people. You know, if he can fucking communicate when he's in the fucking back to tank, he can talk to his generals and all that business. I thought that's where we were gonna go. Or more cool Mustafar castle shit. Exactly right. You could have. There's still people you get in there. I mean, you don't want to do CJ talking again, I guess, because we've been there. But you could do that. You could get. All, you could get fucking Orson Krennic back from uh, Rogue One. Options are there. Yeah. Instead, he spent most of the time in the Darth Vader suit. You know, really fucking team. It could have been anybody in that yeah. suit. I that I feel if they'd done that, that's interesting. That's a side of Darth Vader we haven't seen before. Felt like, again, a missed opportunity also to not show Darth Vader at his full height of his fucking power. Mm. We know how much everyone loves fucking Rogue One. We know everyone loves the end of Fallen Order, right? They only show quick glimpses of it. Mm. If it was a Darth Vader solo series and we had just one or two episodes of him just 
being the most powerful person who's ever lived and just doing the using the force to fucking tear up anything he needs to. That would have been dope as well. Yep. But again, missed opportunity. There are missed opportunities left, right, and centre. I think the biggest praise I have coming out for it is let me get her name. Uh, Vivian Lyra Blair mm. as young Leia. Yes. Completely absent from marketing as far as I can remember. Yeah. It was a hell of a fake out because obviously the big question you have to answer is why on earth would Obi-Wan leave Tatooine? Yes. Why would he abandon Luke? He's fucking liar. I can't believe I didn't see it sooner. Um, I think she does a really good job. I think she's very believable as a young layer. A young Carrie Fisher is yeah, definitely... Yeah. As, and as it goes, the series goes on, there's only more of it, uh-huh. which is great. Because the first episode is a bit tepid mm. from everybody, though. That kind of felt like that. there was a performance... I think it felt like everyone had performance anxiety of being these people again in episode one. Yeah. Um, but it it got better. Yeah. And she was a particular standout. Yes. And it's not to say that there aren't some good turns in mm-hmm. this series. Because typically speaking, there is. There was um, Indira Varma as Tala Durith, who's the uh, kind of like a spy. Yes. I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed it. like that kind of... There was a sense of she wasn't a rebel masquerading as yes. an empire general. She was an empire general who turned. And that is interesting. That's mm-hmm. what made Finn interesting in the prequel movies before they decided to absolutely fuck all with that. So, great. Tell us more about that. She yes. put in a lot into that performance that then didn't translate to the rest of the story. You know, the the empire being a creation of Darth Vader, what, why didn't we get our scene... A one scene hmm. between Darth Vader and this new character that would have been that would something have been to add to the story. So I just remembered that she is literally uh, Pedro Pascal's wife in Game of Thrones. Oh, there you and go. it took me until now to realise that that <laughs> was the case. So she was married to the Mandalorian back when he was the Red Viper. Um, yeah, so many missed opportunities in that way. Like you got these really good actors in. I just feel like you kind of gave him one-note characters. Joel Edgerton plays Owen Lars. He's fine. In about ten minutes of footage. Hey, I'll fucking tell you something. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Who plays Baru? Who plays Baru? It's Bonnie... Bonnie Piesse. Piesse. Baru's not to be fucked with. <laughs> Baru's a ride or die, motherfucker. <laughs> Baru was ready, willing, and able to blow some fuckers up. I was like, go get him, Baru. <laughs> you know what? That adds so much... If they'd gone whole hog with that for the full series, that would have added so much more colour to Baru, who is literally, like... Between episodes three and four is loving girlfriend and toasty skeleton. Yeah, so, they... like, give her something to play with and she... <laughs> In this, without spoiling too much, but there's a home invasion, and she is like, <laughs> "Let me go to my gun hole." <laughs> <laughs> the gun hole. Oh, in last hand, fucking no. <laughs> but Peru was fucking. She was packing heat. She was ready to go. She was ready to body and Clyde a motherfucker. It was incredible. <laughs> you get the feeling there was going to be a bit where, like, they jumped into a landspeed. She's like, "Where we're going, we don't need no roads." <laughs> How have we come out of this series with the character who has improved the most be fucking Aunt Baru? <laughs> Maybe that Aunt May movie will work out. <laughs> 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 
No. <laughs> this is the laugh of a madman. <laughs> We're not putting that energy out into the fucking universe. Um, oh, my face hurts from laughing so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Smith is back as Baylock. Garner. He sure is. Fine. Um, he sure looks like he's aged. There. Like, there was a big thing of like, right, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is in this. Mm. I wonder who he's going to be. Mm. And when they mentioned... Um, oh, right. So, Ogron goes into a room where Jedi have basically been, like, moving around on the black market, basically. Yeah. And I can't remember the Jedi's name. He's got a cool name. Oh, Quinlan Voss? Quinlan Voss. Everyone yeah. thought, oh, fuck, he's O'Shea Jackson playing Quinlan Voss. Yeah. That would be cool. He literally says, Quinlan's been here. I'm like, am I getting me some Quinlan? Here we go. No. No, yeah. Um, he was just random pre-rebel guy. He sure was a guy. And who, this is what I mean. Like, who was he actually playing? Is it he just? Oh, uh, Colin Roken. Cool. Okay, I'm sure I'm going to remember that name. <laughs> um, right, let's talk real fucking quick. Oh, <laughs> I did like useless band of uh, bandits led by Flea from the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. I need to talk about that scene let's in great detail. <laughs> great. Great detail, please. Okay, okay. Oh, he's getting, he's getting, he's moving. Mm. Right. So Flea's in the scene, right? Uh, they are that. This is gonna have to be spoiler alerts, isn't it? Mild spoiler alert. Mild spoiler alert. They're here to kidnap Leia. It's a chase scene on Alderaan. This is literally episode one. This is literally minute ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what can, what can. There was only one way to improve this movie, this movie, this scene, and yeah. I'm going to get the music that it needed. I think I know how it is. Uh, hang on, this this so, this will only help. This will only help. Don't blast it in the microphone, Michael. This is, <laughs> this is the only thing that would have redeemed it. Would have been this as the soundtrack. So, bolt skull and flee. <laughs> A chasing after Leia and a, a ten-year-old <laughs> is easily escaping them by just listing slightly to the left. <laughs> There's a bit where, like, she could have, they could have easily caught this child, but she ran under a branch, and this guy, I don't can't remember whether it was Flea or one of his fucking cronies, literally full on plants himself into this tree and goes, Darn! <laughs> How is she outsmarting us? But she's getting away. She must have the force. This is no joke the most embarrassing thing that Star Wars has ever done. I'm putting yeah. it out there. It's worse than episode one and two combined. It's the stupidest shit I have ever is fucking worse seen. worse than that weird two-mile-an-hour speederbike chase through Tatooine from Boba Fett? Yeah. Oh damn! Uh, you know what? At, le- <laughs> at least that had the temerity to go and try and like do something with that original um, inspiration of the 1950s culture. Right, okay. This had nothing. <laughs> this had a child escaping three grown adults. And she's not fast. No, she's well, not she's fast. Not they pelt. didn't even film Can you it. Turn the <laughs> I wasn't enjoying I it. I needed it, it for effect. It was I distracting. I needed it for effect. Oh, ah, my face hurt. This, this was the opposite of Power Rangers escalation. It really yeah, was. it was Power Rangers de-escalation, yeah. which is something we shouldn't be talking with. Right, we haven't talked about him yet. Mm. Come on, <laughs> The Mark of Death. Ah, he's like Mark Wahlberg. He's a poison chalice. Oh, God. Why must he ruin everything no. I love? 
He wasn't the worst thing in this series. No, but like, he was fucking close, wasn't he? Oh, he's just, he's really irritating. I just hate him. I, I just don't like just him. just don't like him. It's okay, I don't think his Marvel movie's getting a fucking sequel. So yeah. it should be. I mean, D23 and Comic-Con are soon, so you never know. I'm like, oh, we're going to have another crack at the Eternals, please. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't. We've we got X-Men movies We to only come. care about Druig, and he's the Joker now, so we don't need that. I I, mean, I don't even care about Druig. Mm. I only care about Dane Whitman. Oh, yes, and Dane And he's Whitman. going to be fine. He's going to be in Blade. Um, yeah, so he's here. He's, Blade. he's playing a fake Jedi that has a change of heart, and he's just doing Canal and Johnny shit in space. Yep. I'm awkward and nerdy, and that's my shtick. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate yeah, it. Good. It's still somehow not the worst thing in this series. What I think it's the worst thing in this series. The chase might be it. Okay, yeah, okay. The chase yeah. in episode one. I was like, I am watch you know what it felt like I was watching? Mm. Because of how it was all filmed from quite far away to yes. they were trying to get that sense of depth of the planet of Alderaan, it just looked like a shit rate like YouTube sketch. A uh, YouTube chasing where they have to, you know, yeah. They hadn't actually blocked out the action. Yes. It looked like first rehearsal. It was yes. real bad. It was real fucking bad. Oh my god, this series sucks. <laughs> and we have to get into spoilers to talk about the many and various we, reasons why the plot do. does not fucking okay. work. So, I, I don't think... Right, you have to really like Star Wars to want to watch this. This nah. is not like Mandalorian, which is an easy recommendation for people who are only like tepid on most Star Wars things. I'm like, no... It's a standalone thing, but it really works. Mm. Boba Fett. Well, this is comes to the question. Mm. Is this worse than Boba Fett? Yep. You reckon? Not even close. Because you know what the Boba Fett did? It realised halfway through that the most interesting character was not Boba yeah, Fett. See, that's the problem. It's And you know what? There was a lot more side characters in Boba Fett that I had a lot more positivity for. Like Black Black Chrysanthemum okay, yeah, is fair. amazing. Um I didn't mind Tamu I mean Tamura uh Tamura Morrison Temura Morrison, I can't get his fucking name out, wasn't the worst. And you know what? Outside of the shitty chase sequence, there was some good action in it. Okay, fair enough. This is the shitty chase sequence elongated over six episodes. The problem with the action scenes in this is they usually involve logic jumps. So we'll get to that in a second. Mm. But yeah, I I can't recommend it really. I feel like if you're going to keep, you've only got time for one Star Wars. If you live in this type of world, we only got time for one Star Wars series. I feel like waiting for Andor because that has got we again. We know where Andor ends up at the end, hmm. but it seems like he's the only returning character. Yeah, we don't have to deal with anybody else. We can have we can do whatever we want. We can see violent rebels. That's dope. Yes, I want more of that. Fucking, he's coming off the goodwill of Rogue One. Definitively the best thing Star Wars right Disney have done over Mandalorian. Oh, okay, maybe not over Mandalorian. Mm. Film wise, yeah. It's the best of the five, five, five they've done. Yes, um, not even close. Exactly. So it's coming off that. I feel like keep your dry for Andor, uh, which is coming out in like a month. It's August. So it's, it's not pretty far close. Off, yeah. So, yeah, keep your paid dry for that one. Spoil it. Okay, from the top. Go Here for it. Go. Right. So, of course, it's Leia. Of course, yep. Bail Organa comes back in and says they've kidnapped Leia because somebody is after Kenobi. Mm-hmm. No prizes for guessing who. Except, mm-hmm. wait, Vader ain't in this episode. You're introduced to Reaver. Yes. A, an Inquisitor who is hell-bent on finding Kenobi. Not just Jedis, 
Kenobi. For some reason. For some reason. And he's <laughs> Which pissing is... off the other Inquisitors. Why well, we didn't even talk about the Grand Inquisitor? Oh, yeah. Rupert Friend was fine. <sighs> they had Jason Isaacs as the voice of the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels. And he was right there. Right there. And they didn't Maybe use Rupert him. Friend. Yeah. He's always come off a bit of an arsehole whenever I've seen him in interviews. So. Which, which kind of makes sense, because... Grand Inquisitor's an arsehole. Oh, yeah, fair. But, like, fucking... He was right. The inconsistent casting. You know, you know they can't go and get Alan Guinness. He's very, very dead. And you know what? That's fine. They couldn't go and get a young Carrie Fisher. They had to find... that. You know, you can't use Billy Lord. She's too old. Yes. That's fine. Jason Isaacs would have been the right age. It would have worked. Maybe he's just too expensive these days. Like, you can't get him because he's... He, he, especially for how little he's in this, like the Grand Inquisitor is basically only in three episodes for a grand total of about fifteen minutes. So yeah. that's a lot of money to go and shell out on Jason Isaacs and to put him in a fox and a makeup. So, that's true. Eh, I kind of get it. Like I haven't seen Rebels, so I just have no mm. feelings towards the Grand Inquisitor. Really, I was so. a great villain, right? Really, really cartoonishly campy, evil, really fun. I do intend to get to Rebels eventually because I know Thrawn's in it, but Thrawn is um, in it. There we go. Uh, I still haven't finished Clone Wars. Um, oh, this the the best Maul arc. Like you, you thought the Clone Wars Maul arcs were good. This is better. The one in Rebels right. is fucking sweet. So, um, so I, I cut you off midpoint. Go on. Yeah. So, so you've got the setup of Obi Wan's going off world to go and find Leia to bring her back to Bail Organa. Whilst trying to avoid the Empire. Okay, fair enough. If you're going to get him off world, this is probably the best idea we had. Yes. It does immediately fuck up the start of episode four, though, doesn't it? You served my father during the Clone Wars. There was also that amazing six-part adventure we had where we bonded as uh, surrogate father and child. Let's not mention that, though. At all. Yeah, it does kind of blow a hole in the middle of that. Because this is their first intro. Like, they don't even interact in New Hope, you know, you didn't even see him all that perturbed when he died. Yeah. Fuck it. It's like, so, there's an old man, I guess. Yeah, I get, well, it, Okay, it, it's... She's stating fact. Like, I know you served my my father in the Clone Wars and how you can do it again. She's not saying, hello, man, I've never met, or giving away the ghost. So, it it's, it's a stretch. Mm. But it technically can still work in canon if they've met before. Mm. Or maybe she has kind of vague memories of him because she was like, well, oh, today you remember this if I was 10 years old. If a grand wizard came to save me from pirates, I'm pretty sure that would stick in my memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, where are we going with this? So, from there, <laughs> yes. the first hold has been put into the cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we move on. We're now on a, you know, we're, we're now on the planet where the, the Dark Lord of all of our sins. Kumar Nanjiani <laughs> resides. Oh, him, not Darth Vader. Not no. Darth Vader, Kumar Nanjiani. Kumar Nanjiani, yes. He's doing Kumar Nanjiani things. We get another stupid action sequence that is really bad pacing with the shootout on the rooftops. No one knows how to shoot a gun. It's no very one knows how to shoot parkour and make it look good anymore. Did they put her on wires for that? Because it did not it work. It didn't look great, did it? It, did it, look... it, it, had, it had all the... It looked like she was running, but I don't think she was running. <laughs> So the pretense and the visuals of running without any of the speed and yeah. momentum that's required for that. So yeah, I imagine she was on wires. And again, does not choose to explain why Reva desperately wants Kenobi. Well, again, if she was the only villain, that level of mis- the, the, the mystery there can carry you through the six episodes. Mm. Well, why is she so fucking hell-bent on killing him? 
And then you find out the reason, and it's a really fucking stupid one. But not before it puts another hole in the story. Or more so puts another hole in the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking straight up shanks this, that guy. This series loves a fake out. Right at that point, I was like, okay, we're we just going to get rid of Rebels. Is Rebels no longer canon? Yeah, so like that. So for four weeks, I had that thought. I thought, have they just jettisoned all the cartoons? They spent so much money on making a seventh season of The Clone Wars yes. and two seasons of The Bad Batch. Yeah. And they're just going, anyway, forget all that. And I thought, is this the harbinger of them actually doing the continuity reset? Are we going to get this? But then that is a backdoor way to get more. It's a backdoor way to get more. You know, it opened having that and going, okay, none of this matters. Everyone's in play. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but then you've got the golden rule, Michael. Yeah. The only person that's ever died from being stabbed in the stomach is Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Everybody else has survived that shit. <laughs> you know that, that picture of that guy in the baseball game was like, that. yeah. That's Qui-Gon yeah. every time someone gets stabbed in the chest in this yep. this series. Darth Maul, full on sliced in half, came back no Fine. problem. <laughs> Quiggy, once quick stab, fucked. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that poor bastard. <laughs> that poor, poor it's bastard. A real, real weak stomach. <laughs> I choose to believe it wasn't the stab that killed him. It was the very shrill no. <laughs> it just popped his ears. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> oh, no. I'll be one really. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, that's already done. You know, mm. the, the idea that she could possibly kill off the Grand Inquisitor and no one bats a fucking eyelid, as well as it shooting a hole in the cannon because this takes place before the end of Rebels. Yes. Which obviously, it, if you couldn't figure out what happens in a Star Wars thing, the bad guy loses. Yep. So that's all yet to happen. So if mm. you know what's, if you've seen all the stuff, which you won't be watching Obi-Wan, you might be watching Obi-Wan Kenobi if you've not seen all the stuff. <laughs> Thinking about it, you might be. And you might not know who the Grand Inquisitor is. But then why put him in the fucking marketing? That's the problem, you see, right? People were excited to see him, and then you'd shank him in the second episode and don't bring him back until... Episode five? That's five minutes of that? Something like that. And I think he's in, like, two seconds of episode six, saying, Vader, no, stop it. And in all these two episodes... Leave it, Darth, (laughs) leave it. (laughs) And you're two hours in... And Kenobi has not lit his lightsaber once. Now, there is one good bit that hadn't occurred to me mm. in the second episode that I feel could have been enough to get Vader in everyone's mind without him actually being there. In that it hadn't occurred to me that Obi-Wan doesn't know that Anakin's not dead. Mm. Like, if he shoot himself off from a force especially, how the fuck would he know? He just knows he fully left him on Mustafar and has this big geezer called Darth Vader walking around. He doesn't know they're the same one. So seeing the realisation of that kind of pour over him was probably the best bit of acting that Ewan McGregor did. He didn't even fucking say anything. Yep. Just the, holy fuck, Anakin's alive. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, Like, that could have been really interesting to really fucking dive into that. But no, we've got to hang out with Leia. Yep. And do some Reva stuff. Yeah, we were kind of denied a, a, a Reaver versus Obi Wan. Yep, lightsaber fight. doesn't happen. No, the the first time that lightsabers cross in this uh, in this series is Obi Wan versus Vader round one, which is really Darth Vader chasing after Obi Wan, who's refusing yep. to fight him. Yep, who super does not want any of that uh-uh. shit. I does, get it. Does not want to fight. I mean, I like. I don't necessarily. Love the idea of him cutting himself off from the Force, but it at least explains why he's fucking pathetic for three episodes of this Real series. Real fucking useless. Now, this is the first, like, 
insurmountable logic problem is that Darth Vader has Obi-Wan beaten, ready to kill, and then chooses not to. Yeah. That happens several times and makes no sense. Yep. Darth Vader had him literally raking him over the fucking coals. Yep. Show that he can use the Force to extinguish it flames when he wants to. The flames get relit by the rebel woman and he just decides to let Obi-Wan go. Oh no, one bullet. Obi- like, that doesn't happen. Nope. Darth Vader just only wants to kill Kenobi, right? So why wouldn't he just immediately go, oh, fuck, fire back. <laughs> fucking come over here. Fuck it. This is Darth Vader, the height of his fucking scary force powers, right? Prop, all rage, no logic. You're telling me he's not just going to like blow the fire, pick Obi-Wan up and fucking chuck him back at him and fucking shank him. Right. right. But you can't do that because the status quo has to maintain. This is why Darth Vader just, he's a fucking albatross. He can't be in this series because <laughs> otherwise you take out all fucking tension. Yeah. Especially if you're not going to give us long scenes of them talking to each other, mm. which is then interesting from a character point of view. Mm. As long as you've got engineer that situation somehow, but fuck it, I can talk through the force. Right? I've just had a thought. Mm. You know what this series should have been? Go on. It should have been the Reva or whoever was it Vader's apprentice. Yes. That's what this should have been. It should have been a recontextualization of the Forced Unleashed story. Starkiller! Yeah, it's here comes Starkiller and he's been told that Obi-Wan Kenobi killed like yeah. somebody really important. Mm. You do that, you can do a reverse of the you told me he killed you. No, Darth Vader killed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do all that. You can you can bring in something that would have been an actual fucking threat, which would have been someone so volatile in the force as Starkiller was. Yes. That that would warrant Obi Wan Kenobi coming out of retirement. Yes. Where was that? That wasn't there. They decided that, that wasn't the story they wanted to tell. Instead, they wanted to have the occasional Darth Vader versus Obi Wan fight. And the first one is like it's very reminiscent of um, the fight in Episode Four in the. Doesn't look like Owen Kenobi knows how to use a lightsaber. No. In no. fact, this series has a very strange relationship with lightsabers. There is a there's a bit in this where Obi Wan Kenobi is using it like a baseball bat. Oh uh, yeah. And I'm, he he he's bopping the stormtroopers with it uh-huh. as opposed to making clean cuts. Yep. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. There are materials in the Star Wars universe that do resist lightsaber blades. Uh, fucking stormtroopers. Stormtroopers is not one of them. Is... The first thing Finn does with the lightsaber is literally ram it through another yeah. stormtrooper. See, I'm kind of okay because, from a character point of view, he has he's completely let himself off. He's stopped being a Jedi. He is he's ashamed of himself, and that's why he's not the fucking legendary like Obi Wan with the best one on one record in fucking all of Star Wars. Yep. Right? He's not fighting his prime, but. It's then a very short distance between that Obi Wan and then the Obi Wan that can stand toe to toe with Vader in the last episode. Mm. Before we get to that, there is one really fucking nice bit of Darth Vadering in this. It's in the fifth episode, I want to say. Right. Penultimate is in the penultimate episode. Where you get to see one stop a ship with one hand. Yes. You see fucking Talk Ray. about a Starkiller moment. You, you, you know, Starkiller was fucking straining very sinew in his body. Fucking Ray, fucking barely hanging on. It's barely an inconvenience to Darth Vader. <laughs> just, just now, fucking come back here. <laughs> fucking Reaver interrupts him. It's the most fucking badass thing Darth Vader has all fucking season. Just takes a double-ended lightsaber, snaps that shit, 
chucks it at her feet. <laughs> fucking come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna light my lightsaber. He fucking she swings through him. He just puts his hand. Yeah. Up. Doesn't even need the lightsaber. He's like, no. <laughs> yep. Not even gonna deem your ass again. His own fucking lightsaber. He's gonna break yours. And which talk about doing fucking d- like, essentially what is dumb strength Vader. Yes. If they'd committed to killing Reaver in that scene, it would have been astounding because it would have been a case of just. You let he was there. You let him get away. Fucking come on, let's have you. Makes sense logic wise, but then by that point, narratively, they let the cat out of the bag. That right, she was a youngling in the Jedi Temple during the Order sixty six. That scene that opens the series is that people have been bragging oh, on it. I oh, liked it. Hell of a fucking. I thing. liked it. Hell of a fucking thing mm. to see it from a youngling perspective. Yeah. Again, something that took them Fallen Order. Mm. Um, you know, I really, really fucking like that. But so, so this is when again, there's a. Insurmountable logic problem number two. Yep. So fucking Anakin shanked, shanked her in the fucking temple. She managed to survive somehow. And then... Use a broken transporter to somehow call a ship to get to Tatooine before Obi-Wan gets away from Darth Vader, who's chasing him. Well, I said the problem is also like, well, so her getting stabbed by Anakin meant that she blamed Obi-Wan? Yeah. First of all, how the fuck does like a youngling know... Who Obi Wan and Anakin are like? I know they're in the Jedi Council, but they don't know the fucking intimate ins and outs of their fucking relationship, do they? So it just felt like it's, well, obviously she just hate Vader and she just want to kill her. And like she's saying, oh, I've got close to him and I'm I'm fucking gonna take him down from the inside. I'm like, you've had years, presumably at this point, to do something, anything against him. If you were spared at the fall of the Jedi Temple. You've been indoctrinated, quote-unquote, mm. because it's made very clear that Reaver was never on the side of the Inquisitors and no. always wanted to do it. That's the bullshit. It can't, it can't commit to doing what happens when Vader's bullshit seeps into someone else. Yeah. You know, it doesn't do the Starkiller thing. It tries to have its cake and eat it, which I hate that. I know you hate that. Yeah, but hear me out. Because it tries to have a... It, do the 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 Darth Vader story in one go. Mm. It tries to do that, go to the dark and return. But it's fucking stupid. It it doesn't work in the sense of if it was a case of Obi Wan was there on the temple, which of course he fucking wasn't because mm. that wouldn't have worked, and failed to save her. There's a vendetta. But it's being presented as I'm doing this so Vader. When I when I present you to Vader, I will finally have him vulnerable, and then I can kill him. But that doesn't fucking work. No. You've seen how powerful this man is. You've seen what happens when he gets angry and you thought that was going to work. You're a yep. moron. And you don't have the more high ground because, you know, you were stabbed as a child and have now been torturing kids for the last fucking hour of many years. So how many people has Reva killed? Yeah. 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 On this yeah. vengeance quest. Because she, oh, but it's all worth it in the end. It's the Snape problem. Hmm. But I quite like the Snape problem, so it's problematic. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, there's been a flurry of videos on Instagram that is, Harry Potter's just Star Wars, isn't it? And I'm here for all of it. Yeah. It gives me great joy to show it to my wife every single day. <laughs> um, so, we'll get to the last episode. This is where intermental logic problem number three um, prevents itself. Mm. We get the rematch. We do. It's one-on-one, and I'll give it it. It's 
pretty good. Yeah. It was never going to be episode three, because nothing will ever be episode three. No. It, it doesn't is... even have the look of episode three. It has that no. very... It's because they finally perfected the, the dueling sabres. Yes. Because they are actual light bars, so they're giving off that kind of very yes. atmospheric light, and they've gone whole hog on it. So, so it doesn't look like the prequels. That's fine, that's though. That's fine, because that's an advancement. I mean, there's yeah. a really good flashback of a training duel mm. the two of them have. That's nice. And there's some great choreography in there. Yeah, that, that's a little snippet of, like, fucking full-speed Obi and Anakin, mm. which obviously we're not going to get there because we're in the in-between period between them being able to do that and then fighting at fucking two miles an hour in, in New Hope. Yeah. But it, it, it's still interesting because now it's a different type of fight. It's a very, very imposing person versus Obi-Wan on the back foot. So that's interesting. And it's pretty good. Um, but two, in very quick instance, Vader buries Obi-Wan mm. in rubble, right? Not just rubble, but rocks! rocks! <laughs> All the rocks! <laughs> and doesn't bother to confirm the kill. Yep. <laughs> Which, you know, if Obi-Wan had not made that same mistake, Anakin would be dead right now yep. if he fucking chopped his head off. Yep. Though he gets back up, then Obi-Wan Kenobi quite... Funnily and very unsubtly, not only has the high ground, but has the ground high. Yep. Um, which is nice. Um, beating him to death with rocks. And <laughs> fucking, we, we get all this. And he chops the helmet off, right? I'm like, yeah, well, we fucking he does go. the slit. It's yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to lie to you, that scene almost made it worth it. It was real fucking good, right? Fucking amazing. Like, and it was the actual, it, it felt like they wrote that scene and then constructed a series around it. It worked their way backwards from this is the emotional high point. Yeah, we just want the line I what was it like you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. I did, yeah. And they went, Oh that's cool. Yeah. And then wrote a six part series around that. So this is this is where I really checked out for a second. Because right Vader's fucked. Mm. He's doing that. I'm about to die wheezing from the end from fucking Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He's on his fucking knees. His mask is off. Fucking Obi-Wan is just fucking up his panel in the middle, right? Yeah. He's dead to fucking right. And the only reason Obi-Wan would stop is because it's Anakin. And he couldn't kill him in episode three. He still can't kill him now, right? But Anakin himself basically gives him the free fucking pass. He's like, no, I'm not Anakin Skywalker. I killed Anakin Skywalker. I am Darth Vader now. Mm. So at which point everyone should have gone, okay, lit the lightsaber, <laughs> chopped his fucking head off and saved millions of lives. <laughs> millions of lives. Right? Is this a Dumbledore doesn't stop World War Two situation? It is. It is. This is Captain stop World War Two. This is Indiana Jones would have stopped at, um, World War Two if he just let the Ark of the Covenant go to Berlin, right? <laughs> Everything. Right, Bail Organa and his entire planet going blown up, that's on all we want. Yep. Obi-Wan had him fucking dead to right, could have chopped his head off, no problem, bish, bash, bosh, off we go. But again, because you are narratively tied to the movies, you can't do that. So he just goes, okay, bye, Darth, and just fucking walks off. Yep. Yep. You know he can survive being half dead. He was fucking... (laughs) That's his thing. (laughs) He was fucking seven-eighths dead the last time you did this to him. (laughs) On a fucking burning planet, right? He had no arms and legs left, and he was fine. <laughs> you left that man as s'mores, right? and didn't like fucking didn't Just... didn't think that you know he was mostly in one piece at that point. Maybe the job wasn't done. Double tap. <laughs> <laughs> Just confirm the kill, Obi, and it's all over. 
And that for me is like that should have been the death knell to having Vader in this series whatsoever. Is that we can't have the rematch end satisfactorily. Yeah. We either have to find a way to make them geographically distant from each other at the end, like they do at the end of Force Awakens when a fucking fissure opens in the world. It means Kylo's over there and Rey's over there. Fine. Or you just don't have it. Because otherwise you have to have a reason why one of them wouldn't kill the other when they have the other one beat. Mm. And it will never, never make sense for that to be the case. Yeah. Like, I know they tried to pin on Bolt. Anakin just wants to make him suffer a little bit. That's why he didn't kill him in episode three. And Obi-Wan can't kill his friends even after all this. And that's what happened in episode six. But it doesn't make sense on either of those accounts. And maybe you're dragging my opinion there, Michael. <laughs> it was a cool fight, but was it ultimately worth it? No. No. Not in the slightest. To get that and Ride or Die Baru is not enough to say <laughs> that was a good series. <laughs> ride or Die Baru. I'm here for it. I'm here for Ride yeah. or Die Baru. Just go but... to the gun hole. <laughs> gun hole. I'm here for that, but everything else, you're nada. Oh, that was the stupidest way that this series could have wrapped up as well. Like, they, they didn't commit to having, you know, the fall of hubris. <laughs> Some, there's a fucking guy on Wikipedia. Mm. I love him for it. Uh, Grand Inqui- they had to change all the Grand Inquisitor um, pages because it's no right. longer a character, it's a title. Right. Uh, and they have the years that the Grand Inquisitor was active in the minute. There's three entries. Right. There's the Grand Inquisitor and then it's Reva, 9BBY to 9BBY <laughs> and then Grand Inquisitor again until he dies. Like, it's perfect. It's really funny. <laughs> it was so quick on it. Oh my God. So, so Reva's ending is, well, I couldn't kill Obi-Wan, I couldn't kill Darth Vader, I guess I'll murder a child. <laughs> and 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 that's somehow... I didn't get the sense that she twigged it was Vader's kid. I just got the sense of, Obi-Wan cares about this child, I'm going to go murder him. But I, I think if it was a case of, I could murder Darth Vader's child... Oh, I could murder a Darth Vader's child right now. <laughs> Yeah, because she gets it through the little crackly thing that Kunal yeah. Nanjani fucking drops. Thanks. Yeah. Um, it's the poison chalice. It really fucking is. Yeah, and so instead of getting the logically inaccurate but fucking cool ending of the the rematch of the century, we get Reva just kind of chasing after Luke and should I kill him? No, I guess he's a kid. I shouldn't do that. Like me, I was a kid once. And then carrying him back to Aunt Beru and Ungolo in. And then she breaks the lightsaber. Fucking wet fart of an engineer. <laughs> sure is. And she's good now. I feel like... Fuck off. God, if we get the names for a spin-off, it's like Echo in space. <laughs> <laughs> we might get cool characters in there, but main character, not so much. So Hey, look, Quinlan Voss was also here, but he's not here. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So I just pictured Jabba turning up in Kingpin's... Uh... <laughs> In the hat. suit and hat, yes, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, anyway, so, t- well, two things. First of all, to have to get the meme in there at the end of, hello there, when he yeah. says hello to Luke. Yeah. Nice. And then the that one... That worked. Yeah. The one little nugget they gave us that was quite nice. It's Quiggy's back. It's Quiggy. I didn't think they'd got him. I thought, he, I thought he'd have turned up by now. He was talk, trying to talk to Qui-Gon the entire series. Like, there's no way they don't, at the very least have like a shot like from above what this is what I thought they were going to do I thought they were going to have a shot from above and then it's like Obi-Wan kind of like turning towards a light yes. and then as it drops down there's the blue aura around the back and the yes. that's what I thought we were getting 
Liam Neeson zoomed his ass in. Yes, he did. <laughs> Along with Ian McDermott, who super zoomed oh, his ass in. Hell yes. He was definitely in his he front room. Hair. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, Qui-Gon ghosts him. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, um, it's nice. Well, he was in Derry Girls. And I thought if Derry Girls can get a Liam Neeson, yeah. I'm pretty sure Disney can get Liam Neeson. <laughs> so, he's here. Great! It was nice to see him. Yep. Um, it implies he's gonna. There might be more to this, like a second season. I don't. Please don't do a second season. Please don't do a second season. It's gonna be even dumber when he doesn't kill Darth Vader. What you can do for me third time is you can re-release episode four, but with uh, commentary from Ghost Qui Gon. Yes, <laughs> that would give be fun. me that. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, yeah, nice to see him, I guess. But I, I do question like. I thought Ahsoka was going to turn up. Because I'm like, yeah. you've cast her. She knows both characters. Mm-hmm. Now, age-wise, it's a bit funny, but she's an alien. It's fine. Mm. But I'm like, she's. it feels like she's missing. Yeah. Like, especially now you've got a live-action version of her. Mm. Why wasn't she here? Thematically, she knows both of them intimately. So I feel like throwing her in at some point might have helped. Maybe then it's a problem of like, well, it'd be a nice cameo, but then what do you do with her? Yeah, because ultimately, it, what you get in Rebels is the White Blade Ahsoka Vader yeah. rematch, and it's the fucking tits. It's really uh, good. Yeah, and it they is. have a very similar moment in that match where she uh, takes the eye out of the helmet, and Anakin looks up and finally kind of remembers who Ahsoka is for a second. And like, there's a really beautiful bit where it's like, I'm not leaving you again, not this time. And then he's like, okay, you're fucking dead then. Yeah. <laughs> and the door closes and you don't know what happens. And then she turns up in the Mandalorian. But yeah, like, they've they already... solved that with time travelly bullshitty stuff? In Rebels? Yes. There are hints towards some method of time travel. Don't put time travel in anything, people. Come on now. In Star Wars, it's too stupid. It's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, the way that they end Rebels is that the uh, the main character of Ezra disappears in a manner in which no one can explain. Right. But they don't explain it. Right. So it's very much like, it's a mystery. Ah, cool. Don't answer the question. We don't want Palpatine's mirror dimension. No, we do not want Palpatine's mirror dimension. Um, So, the other one, I was like, Cal Kestis, the second game is set at the same time as this. Really should have been here. Right? He's played by an actor that people know. He yep. wasn't just like fucking Nolan North or anything. It's fucking... What's his name? Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. Not Gotham, admittedly, but anyway. Why? He's there. It's just him. I would have loved to have seen that lightsaber in live action. Mm. That's a cool lightsaber. Have you seen the Disney Parks version? I have seen the Disney Parks version. It's pretty pretty fucking dope. dope. Oh my god. We've said that the exact same tone and everything. (laughs) Cool. It's like... Disney are all about fucking cross-promotion. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put Cal Kestis in this when the second game's out next month? That kind of feels like why Ahsoka turned up in Mandalorian because she was getting her own series. Yeah. Or maybe it was that it worked so they gave her her own series. Which yeah. is the right way round of doing things. But we already had Fallen Order happening which is a story about a Jedi saving children from the Inquisitors. I can't imagine EA would say no. Right. Oh. I thought the tweet they put it the other day was a parody account. Right. And then realised that it really wasn't. What, you what saw tweet? it, right? What tweet? Do you know the whole... Right, EA... 
Oh, that. Yeah. He's a 10, but he plays single player games. Yeah, like, oh boy. And I was like, what are you doing? Your big game of next year is one. Well, I was gonna, say, I was gonna tweet about it, but I'm like, no, that's what they want. Yeah. They know this is a bad, this is a bad take, but it's going to get them all publicity. But apparently, it's backfired massively internally. Yeah. So that's good. That'll be like Acti- like not Activision. It'll be like Blizzard just coming out and going, "We're sending an application to Chris Pincher's house." Like, it <laughs> do- doesn't like. Why would you even say that? <laughs> For fuck's sake! The game history is a hellhole. And so, as it turns out, he's Kenobi. He's Kenobi. Beautiful. Uh, hopefully, Andor's better. Yeah. Trey looked pretty well. Good. Yeah. Pretty good's a bit of a stretch, but it yeah. good at least. It. I tell you what, that Andor looks like it has is production value because there are some real cheap looking scenes in Kenobi. Apparently, the director of Andor flat out refused to film on that volume thing. Oh, the one they used for Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot the best thing in Kenobi. <laughs> Oh, I need to know. The unintentional Austin Powers reference. What? <laughs> I've got to send you. Hang on, I've got to find the gift. I've got to find the gift. So, the, he, he has to go save Leia from the um, Fortress Inquisitorius. And... Which, again, would have been an ideal time to have Cal Ketsis available. I was there, Vader fucked me up, you know. But apparently not, no. So instead... <laughs> We get him having to smuggle Leia out under a coat. Oh, that fucking coat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Austin Powers on Mini Me's shoulder. <laughs> he's just, like, the night of being sort of like, this man is double wide and has four, and has four, four legs. legs. <laughs> no one bats a fucking Oh, God, it's the stupidest thing. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, that is the cheapest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and the roadblock where they could just, I don't know. Go round. Yeah, yeah. It would have taken him 10 seconds to slightly walk around it. There's, because shooting on a volume apparently caused like a lot of problems because there's a bit in, when I watched the new Rockstar's breakdown of like, well, if you look at this, obviously they've just put stormtroopers into fill a thing. Mm. There's a whole battalion of stormtroopers walking towards a wall that doesn't go anywhere <laughs> and just leads to the outside of the base. There's not a door there, <laughs> so they're just meandering over there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, Andor looks like it's all shot on set. It's all going to be grubby and mean and violent. That's what we need. We need something mm. tangibly different now. This was episode... Uh, 3.5 seems generous because I really like 3. Mm. This was... 2.5 like 2.86 the know. characters are all there but they're just not emoting they're not giving us anything of fucking worth really no outside of the one line in the end yeah. episode so don't worry Mandalorian's coming next year it's gonna be good of course it is. everything's gonna be fine fucking um, love the Mandalorian it feels like that's the last thing the last two things that it has right now I mean the Bad Batch is still going I've heard good things it is good but like it's the video game good yeah Fallen Order the, the Jedi f- games, because obviously it's Jedi Survivor now. Yes. And The Mandalorian are propping up this franchise. Yeah, <laughs> fucking... Jesus. Fucking baby, um, baby Yoda, uh, fucking Grogu is taking a lot of the birds. Right. <laughs> fucking Atlas underneath the <laughs> fucking... Ah, ah, fucking hell. Um, you got to think this is the last time they do a legacy character thing, right? It didn't work with Solo. It doesn't work here. No, I feel like they did come out and say a lot. I feel Ahsoka's different because she wasn't a live-action... She's come from animation into live action. I think, yeah, they, they won't go back and... I don't care how much money it takes for them to do this, mm-hmm. but I want them to uh, get rid of Catherine Bigelow from the Rogue Squadron movie right? and just replace it with the Top Gun team. Oh, Could you imagine? That would be pretty fucking dope. Mm. I can get behind that. 
We keep forgetting that Taika Waititi does have Star Wars movies coming. He does. His is apparently the next film. Apparently, he asked Natalie Portman, Portman. Oh, do you want to be in this Star Wars film? Would you like to be in a Star Wars film? She's like, I was in three. <laughs> Joe, we need to do, by the way, mm. right? I feel we should set out... Right, they always shoot Star Wars in England, right? Yes. For bits. They need a fuck ton of extras. Mm-hmm. We need to get in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I don't care which one it is. It could be fucking Solo 2 for all I care. <laughs> right? I feel like we can get we can be stormtroopers. Yeah. Although they do seem to be handing those out to just celebrities they don't want to cast but still want to mm. appear as always. Daniel or, Craig, Prince William. Well, this is the thing. They cut William and Harry. So all oh, we need they? to do is uh, be an extra that made it into Star Wars and technically we're better than the Prince Royal William and, yeah. and Prince Harry. So that'd be nice. That'd be good. If we can do that. So I'm going to sign us up to Extra's website. <laughs> and I'll refuse all jobs that aren't Star Wars or Marvel. <laughs> either or is fine. Yep. But I feel like for us to really make it as a podcast, <laughs> we need to appear. You made it on TV in that job interview thing. Oh, yeah. That was I thing. have yet to grace the silver screen. I don't want to shuffle off this mortal call without doing so. So even if I'm just a geezer running around in the background of fucking Eternals 2, I even take Eternals 2. Wow. If I'm a person who just runs past fucking Cersei going, ha! Ah. <laughs> All fucking four. Yeah. Right. Plug away, model. You can go find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Mike Owen. You can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Guttridge. You can go and find the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under the username FowleyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the username FowleyNT or FowleyNT Podcast, depending on the service you're using. And of course, go to FowleyNTTainment.com for more articles and more podcasts and all of the stuff that you love from the boys. Speaking of Top Gun Maverick, uh, you can go and find a review of that over on the website as well, depending on which order we put these out, I guess, but mm. it's coming. It's, it's, um, it's either out or nearly out. <laughs> coming up, Thor Love and Thunder is yeah. imminent, uh, and then we have all the TV shows. All so of them. On the docket just at the moment is Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy, The Boys and Miss Marvel. Uh, that is not including the very soon-to-be-coming Andor and She-Hulk as well, which yep. is starting in August. We might, if there's enough stuff coming out of Comic-Con, we might remember that. D23 seems more likely. Mm. We have got an entire day dedicated to Marvel and Star Wars. So I think that's where we're going to get... An Ahsoka trailer. An Ahsoka trailer. Maybe Phase 5 of MCU gets penciled in. Or at least an indication. Because the complaint that we had was they they haven't really said what their big plan is to this phase. Maybe we're going to get an indication of is it just going to be Kang vs. the Avengers or is there more shit? Are we going to get a direction of travel in Thor of Thunder, basically? Because yeah. I think this is this is the last film they announced as part of Phase 4, right? Because well, mm. we know other films are coming, but they weren't definitively Phase 4. Well, Black it? Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay, that might... Yeah, that and might Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And the Marvels. Well, no, that's the thing. We know they're coming, but and were Quantum they <laughs> were they phase four things? I'm or? pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure oh, okay, it's yeah, all phase that four. I was wrong. So, uh, yeah, we've still got Black Panther, Captain Marvel, uh, Garden of the Galaxy Volume 3, Blade, Ant-Man, Quantumania, and Fan Faustic. Um, well, so. Blade's going to be a Phase 4 movie. Okay. Apparently. Okay. So I think we'll get, well, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, definitely getting the first trailer for that. It's sure as fuck leaking. Have you seen Namor? I have seen Namor. Mm. Aztec. Aztec? Interesting. In the sea. Well, you know. Okay. <laughs> Inca stuff. Not that I want to say that, you know, the Aztecs weren't fans of building, you know, quite large, giant skyscraping structures. Yeah. 
Not known for the sea. No, admittedly not, but... Well, we're, Namor's usually just like... A dude in pants, yeah. Well, Atlantis is kind of a Greek thing, so... I guess it kind of is. But uh, we haven't really done Save America yet. We so... haven't really done Greek yet. No, though. we haven't really done Greek. Well, we, we're about to. Zeus and potentially Hercules That's true. turn up, so... Right. I know, I, you I like it. gotta think there's a Hercules cameo in this film. Right. Surely. Surely to Christ. Um... So what else is it? Um, what other things? So TV wise, I think we'll get a Secret Invasion um, trailer. We'll get the second, hopefully better. No, it's after She Hulk, isn't it? Um, I'm pretty sure D23 is after She Hulk. I think, I think so. So we might get um, Echo. Yeah. Uh, we might get well Ironheart's on the way, but I just have no idea where that film is. The thought wise. is that Ironheart will be introduced in Black Panther two. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's Arm Wars, Iron Group, like Holiday Special, Garden of the Galaxy. We'll definitely get that. That's coming because that is coming Christmas. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure filming is finished. Yeah, because they finished filming Guys of the Galaxy. Yeah, they wrap that too. So, um, I think we'll start getting the. Trailers, if not more, like, here's what's in the works. Because mm. they kind of announced Blade as, like, a loose, it's coming. Yeah. And they did that with Fantastic Four as well. Just, just give me X-Men. Just just, just say the X-Men are coming in a movie. If they showed a logo of AVX, what were your response? Oh! <laughs> you've got to wait for that, right? Because mm. you've got to... I wouldn't actually like it. Because then you've just gone straight, straight back to Phoenix. We don't. I know they only ever loosely adapt things, but <clears throat> here's here's a thought: if they do Secret Wars, but it's a two-parter, okay, and one part of that is AVX. Oh, that could work. AVX Battleworld followed directly by Team Up versus Kang or Doom well, or whoever. That, but I'm still more excited for Krakoa and doing the new status quo for the X Men, which they won't do. I think they will. You reckon? <laughs> Because it's a way of explaining they've always been here, mm. the established order. Fucking something will happen in one of the movies that causes a big fucking, you know, the X-Genes kicked off in teenagers. Mm. And then you just take those ones, take them to Kokoa, say, mutants have been here all along, it turns out, and we can cheat death. Mm. And do that, I think that's a nice way to introduce them. Because this is the problem, you, you can't have just mutants, oh, they just appeared, because that robs... Most of your key characters of their backstories that mm. is needed. I don't know how you make Magneto a Holocaust survivor at this point. That seems a fucking stretch. Mm. Um, but something of those lines can be worked out. But yeah, I think I think Krakow is the way to do it. Do you think we'll get anything about Deadpool 3? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Maybe. I think that's a... Okay, an announcement of it's coming. Yeah. Because they've kind of said that already. Yeah. They've kind of softly said, oh yeah, we're going to do a third Deadpool movie. Even if it's just the title of the fucking thing, that'd be fine. Brian Reynolds turns up on stage. Do, yeah. do that. Get all your fucking, get all your ducks in a row of like, we know you're sad that Robert Downey Jr. isn't here anymore, but Ryan Reynolds is, and apparently Taron Egerton as Wolverine is, and yada yada blah blah. So. I still think they should go with the title Deadpool 3 Booted, but that's just that me. would be nice, wouldn't it? You've watched The Boys name. I have. Frenchie yep. Gambit. Okay. He's a little short. Mm. Because if they're going to have Taron Egerton as Wolverine, I think he's like an inch taller and there's not a world where Gambit is shorter than Wolverine. Mm. No one should be shorter than Wolverine. No. But other than that, I'm like, that's fucking Gambit. That could work. He's fucking sexy. He's funny. He's got a little bit of an edge to him. He's got a French accent. He's already, he's already most of the way there. 
I, all the people saying, oh, Carl Urban should be Wolverine. I'm like, no, for several reasons, no. <laughs> One, he's already been the fucking MCU. <laughs> yeah. That should disqualify him, like, straight away. But no, no, he's way too tall. <laughs> Let me have a midget, please. <laughs> Although, the perfect casting video did come out. Jared Kiso is a... It's a shout, isn't it? It's a massive shout. But I think they're going to go with Taron Egerton. I wouldn't I, be I understand. That. that video did... This is a Nando... Nando V movies. Nando yeah. movies. Watch all of his casting videos. He's just done a live-action Pokemon one. Oh, I need to watch he, that. Do you want me to tell you who he can? Uh, I'll know, watch it. Okay. I'll watch it. Um, yeah, go give that a listen. He does a full X-Men... He does all three phases of the X-Men. Mm. I think I roughly agreed with who he was. I can't for life remember who he cast as Gambit. But uh, Channing Tatum's an option. Mm. But that's really more... Yeah. If you're getting Taron Edgerton to front it, you don't need Channing Tatum there Doesn't as well. Doesn't it seem so. like Channing Tatum's doing some really shit movies? Well, I say not shit, just like movies where he absolutely is the star because there's nobody else in them. The one with the dog. The one know. with the dog. Yeah. The Lost City with Sandra Bullock. That was okay. It was a plain movie, but that was all right. <laughs> you know, it's just um, a, it's a weird turn he's having for his career. It is. Um, I'd, I'd love to see to just, just it finally happened. Yeah. I mean, if it's just a quick cameo or whatever, but... Yeah, do go watch those videos. They are very good. And of course, go watch all the fail Watch. Listen watch. to all the fail entertainment stuff. Watch it if you want, but they, there ain't much to see. I was going to try and do videos, but then I got a real job. And <laughs> I couldn't do it. One day, when you get your studio up and running... We'll actually do some shit. That'll be fun. We'll record stuff. Yay! Yay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, we've done it again. We're synced with the Wonder Twins.